the future. A relentless, desperate wasteland ravaged by nuclear war. With the destruction of the internet and search engines such as Google, accurate information about the past is traded like currency. Two brave travelers are commissioned with the dangerous task of going back through time to gather as much information as they can to find out about the late 20th and early 21st centuries in hopes that a future society may rebuild what was lost and avoid the horror of a smoldering radioactive planet. But there is a catch. The travelers journey back across eons of time is a one-way trip, leaving them stranded in the past. Wait, what? There's no way to communicate their findings to the future other than burying reinforced time capsules in the ground. In the hopes that one day recordings such as these will be unearthed to provide a glimpse of the world that once was. This is the mission of the crispy coated robots. And it must succeed. Hey, it's Jim. Hassel, it's Josephson. <laughs> oh God, what's going on here? I don't know that I want to be associated. Yeah, with this, I don't. But this is this is George. I know why he's doing that. Uh, welcome to episode number one fifty six. One five six, gang. Uh, and today's episode is about movies that would be considered unmakeable today, and that's why Joseph. Uh, it had the very racist, uh, yeah. little, little thing there. Oh, he didn't know that was the topic. He was just what? Being racist. wait, uh, no, what? uh, so I don't know if he's being Mickey Rooney or if he's being, uh, another character from a John Hughes movie, but, uh, we, we shall see. Uh, um, I'm, I'm confused. I was doing that for our second topic. Oh boy. <laughs> what is the second topic? Mr. Johnson. I'm so excited about this one. This is going to be a really good one, guys. Uh, it is Best Jazz Musicians. Yes. Okay? I'm totally into this, okay? We got to talk about it because this is, you know, the original American music. Uh, it's African-American music that came out of New Orleans uh, in the late 19th century there, you know. It developed uh, from, from African rhythms combined with brass music uh, and in the 1920s it sort of just took over oh, yeah. it was it was uh, you know just spanned everything uh, you have different types of genre of it okay so you have like the traditional stuff uh, that came out there then it goes into big bands it's a gypsy jazz bebop cool yeah. jazz uh, modal jazz uh, and we can't forget uh the best, which is smooth jazz. So there's tons of players here. Can't wait to get into it, guys. It's going to be great. All right. Very nice. Very nice setup for jazz. And uh, so let's go ahead and start now with movies that cannot be made today. Joseph, what's your number five entry? I can't hear you. <laughs> you can't hear me. I can't. <laughs> All I can hear is jazz music. Yes. We told our piano player to please turn the music down. It went kind of nuts Tom, there. Tom, yeah. Tom got really into it. Yeah. Actually, no, that, that, that great piece is by our own George. Uh, so we appreciate that. Yes. Uh, it's great. Oh, thank you. It's called Interrupting the Show. How appropriate. 
that's a great piece, George. <laughs> I, I really like that piece because Jim's not playing on the first thing. <laughs> so, so all the so right notes. How did you know you could name it interrupting the show and knowing someday it would actually interrupt the show? That's pretty amazing. Uh, well, because I'm because I'm actually from the future, sent back to this time period <laughs> for cultural significance. Yes, very uh, nice. Yes. All right, okay, Joe. So which one are we doing? We're doing movies not made today. <laughs> okay. uh, you're number five. Go ahead. Yeah, we're off to a great start today. Folks. Number number five, uh, winner of ten Academy Awards, uh, considered to be an all-time classic, and really with the adjusted rate of inflation. It is still uh, the most profitable movie ever made. Uh, and I'm not talking about James Cameron. I'm talking about Gone with the Wind, 1939. That's right. Uh, this classic that was based on the novel uh, with the same title uh, cannot be made today. And it's pretty obvious why. It's, it's you know, pre-Civil War, antebellum, uh, the portrayal of, you know, happy slaves, and and the way they're treated, uh, you know, this is what a lot of people criticize is just uh, rewriting history. You know, they sort of create this fantasy history in this movie. And a lot of people for several years really thought that's how the South was. So uh, gone with the wind. All right. George, what is your number five? Well, I have I have a parallel uh, with that. It's uh, Revenge of the Nerds. Uh, so, uh, 1984. Uh, I actually read recently Seth MacFarlane uh, is working on rebooting this film. So, uh, this ought to be interesting. But uh, it, on the surface, it seems like a kind of an innocent film about these kind of underdogs, these nerdy guys, uh, finally one upping these. Uh, alpha male tormentors. Okay. And in this college, it is just jam packed with these misogynistic elements. Um, Anthony Edwards, he's kind of the head of the nerds and they're forced out of their dormitory when the alpha beta is basically burned down their, their building. Okay. Uh, on accident. And then, um, I think they were playing burning down the house, which is kind of a yes. nice touch. <laughs> uh, but, uh, then they have to live in the gym. Um, the, the freshmen live in the, in the gymnasium and then they get revenge, uh, upon these, uh, alpha, alpha beta uh, group. But, uh, there are so many things wrong with it. There's some homophobic ish things. Uh, and, but I think the worst is, the character of Lewis has sex with Betty, but he's wearing a mask. So she thinks it's her boyfriend. It's kind of raped by deception. Um, but um, <laughs> just kind of weird y'all. And then of course the, the pies, which I won't even talk about the pies and the panty raids, but just all over the place, uh, sexual, just kind of sexually frustrated, but uh, revenge of the nerves. 1984 is my number five. Okay. My number five comes from 1970. It's a highly anticipated novel made into a film written by Gore Vidal called Myra Breckenridge about a, uh, a gay man who gets a sex change to uh, swindle money out of his uncle. So it starred Rex Reed, who just in the very beginning movie, yes, the critic Rex Reed, who gets changed to he's Myron Breckenridge, who's changed into Myra Breckenridge, who ends up being Raquel Welch. Now, this is the many stars made made their uh, first appearances in film. It was uh, uh, Tom Selleck plays a stud. 
Tony Basil from uh, Mickey fame is a cigarette girl. Jim Backus is not his first appearance, but he's in the movie too. Farrah Fawcett is in the movie too, is a very innocent girl. But um, Raquel Welch, uh, you know, with the current trans situation uh, is a completely unlikable character down to a scene where this is an X-rated film. Uh, one of the two released that year, one of my honorable mentions is on there too, which is Beyond the Valley of the Dowels, which is other, another movie that deals with <laughs> a serial killer uh, who you think is a man, the whole movie, but really is a woman. Uh, spoiler. But, yeah, spoiler alert on that one. But Myra Breckenridge, there's a uh, scene that's it's most famous for the the female raping of a man, <laughs> which is first scene. So there's so many kind of offenses in this film that there's no way that they could actually make a good movie out of the uh, novel like they originally tried in 1970. So was the it, novel good? Yeah, it was, high, it was critically acclaimed, the Gore Vidal novel was quickly claimed that's why they paid so much money to get the screenplay and got big name stars john houston is in it too as i mentioned on the uh, director's show so a lot of stars lined up on this thing but it didn't work and i don't think it could ever be made or try to be made better because of the uh obviously the uh the the uh the subject matter uh i read recently that uh the jim henson uh company is considering uh doing it with muppets um Jeez. <laughs> bad joke george bad joke jokes that shouldn't be made on this show today that's one right there that's my number five that george joke right there jokes that should not be made on this show oh, today. so i have four more okay <laughs> i have license for four more that's encouraging all right on to jazz legends joseph who do you got okay i had to go with you know uh different types of musicians i couldn't just do all trumpeters or anything like that so I, I narrowed it down. Uh, my singer is Ella Fitzgerald. Oh, that's my number five as well. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Okay. My number five, Lionel Hampton. All right. So let's move back now to movies not made, cannot be made today. Joseph, what is your number four? I think we can all sing along together. Zippity-doo-dah, zippity-day. Uh. That's right. Song of the South, the 1946 Disney classic and yes it was a classic uh at one time where we thought it was okay to talk down to a black man and treat them like they were a child i'm talking about uncle remus yeah. uh and telling the stories of brer fox and brer rabbit and all that this is something that disney really tries to put away you know they have it in their vault and they're never going to release it again uh because it is is really offensive and i think at the time uh that came out there this is one that actually bill cosby tried to try to get ownership rights on uh he did this early in the 80s with the uh when he was popular with the Cosby show, he bought all the Amos and Andy stuff. And uh, he was trying to do with Song of the South, too. To take it out of circulation? Yes, what? to oh, take okay. it out of circulation on it. So uh, Song of the South, that is my number four. So I, I have a couple of comments. Um, I had Disney used to make these records, and it would have like the Dumbo record, and it would be the soundtrack, not just the music from Dumbo. Uh, it would be the actual recordings, the, you know, kind of edited down. And I had this song of the South record, but what's really strange, y'all know, I go to the sci-fi conventions and hawk my books and, and stuff. Okay. 
I went to one uh, recently in Texas and they show all these like uh, forbidden planet movies, you know, two o'clock we're showing forbidden planet in this part of the ballroom or whatever they were showing song of the South. And I'm like, how is that anything to do with sci-fi? But somebody had a copy of song of the South and I was tempted to, to go just see who was in the little, <laughs> you know, auditorium. But at the same time, I'm trying to sell my books I don't want people seeing me come out of the auditorium, <laughs> you know, song of the South, but, uh, interesting. Yeah. Uh, this is a good one. I, I see a pattern here, Joseph gone with the wind song, song of, the, of South. the South. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's kind of crazy to me too, that uh, it goes all the way to 2023 at Walt Disney world. They have a whole ride that no one seems to even, uh, I mean, they know it's they know it's Song of the South. They know it's Bear Rabbit. They know it's all those stories when you take you on Splash Mountain, and that's what Splash Mountain was at 2023. They finally changed it, but it was a you know I I thought the ride was was amazing. Uh, it's like it was a log ride plus you know log ride added to, and then for the log, ride, take, log ride and racism. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. no, well, what more that, do you want? <laughs> no, my point is for them to take that long to take it off because I was always like you know they don't show Song of the South, but. You know, this ride has been going on for 40 years. You know, it's like exactly it's the craziest thing. So that right. is that is very true. Yeah. George, what is, what your, is number? your number four? Oh, my number four is 1980s airplane. Robert Hayes uh plays a man afraid to fly, a former pilot uh who was shot down or something, and he's got to land this plane safely after the pilots become sick. And it's uh there are just so many gags in it. And while they were funny at the time to go back and watch it now, it basically every, anything that you could offend somebody about is, is in this movie. It is kind of the, all you can eat buffet of offensive stuff. Uh, but 1980s airplane. I mean, it's mixed in with a lot of like funny, clever wordplay, you know, the whole, excuse oh, yeah. me, students, yeah, yeah. I speak jive. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. Well, I mean, that along with the, the Shirley stuff. And then, you know, uh, uh, you know, yeah, all together, you know, well, and, and my criteria for these movies, I'm, I'm not supporting them or against them. You just could not make that movie. Uh, I don't believe today. Yeah, and since Steven yeah. Stucker's dead, you can't make an uh, airplane without him. <laughs> and Leon's getting larger. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So, my number four is a uh, fairly recent 2009, the mockumentary comedy film Bruno from Sasha Baron Cohen, which is probably, if you thought, if you were upset by Borat. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. my God. Bruno uh, is so out there with the. Uh, everything in this movie basically the whole adopting the black kid because madonna did and you know driving that <laughs> that great that scene where he's driving the scooter and just pulls out and almost gets hit with the kid and <laughs> uh the the photo shoot i mean as we know his humor he he puts real people in situations and bruno is just so completely over the top uh homosexual that he plays up that to make people feel uncomfortable and it comes off really really kind of it's funny but it's also you know very crazy so this it's, movie even the one scene that that i thought was clever and then my friend walked out because he was laughing so hard was the psychic scene when uh he, he asked if he can talk to the member of millie vanilli that was his uh his lover and then this leads to this whole kind of 
a making love pantomime that he makes with them. You remember you've seen the movie, right, Joseph? Oh yeah. George, oh, you've yeah. seen it, right? Oh my it, favorite my favorite bit is Hamas. <laughs> the the Hamas hummus. Isn't that I in this? Where he, he tries he tries to do a peace treaty between the Palestinians and, and the Jews. Oh yeah, yeah, he goes out. Yeah. He, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's, okay. He he is saying, why don't you like hummus? And it's <laughs> He, it's Hamas. <laughs> Hamas. I, don't, I don't think it beats the uh, making love pantomime that he puts oh, on no. where no, the psychic's just sitting there just go trying to figure out what to stop this. There, there's a <laughs> moment too where he becomes connected is all I'm going to say to the, the another, funny thing is another... when he he turns him around and opens up his cheeks and he does this kind of like stinky, stinky. <laughs> <laughs> uh. okay okay I think we've uh, yeah I'm just thinking about that so that. anyways <laughs> we know this cannot be made today or any day and it, it probably and when it, it came out been made back then <laughs> yeah it shouldn't be a bit back then either so Bruno is my number four all right number four jazz legend Joseph bass player Charles Mingus ah George very nice uh let me get this on the board here for us uh that that would have been one of my honorable mentions uh my number four is Louis Armstrong okay. that's my number one. Oh, nice and you didn't put my uh, Charles, uh, Lionel Hampton on there, who played the Gelkies, or the oh, <laughs> no, he sorry. played he played the uh, he played the uh, xylophone, the Gelkies, the Schmeggy brothers played. Uh, <laughs> they were inspired by Lionel Hampton. We used to see the Lionel Hampton records. Sorry uh, about that. My number four is Dave Brubeck. There you go. So we are on now back to number three, unmakeable movies, and we'll take a break after that. What's your number three, Joseph? Two thousand eight. And I'm 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 going to take a stance. I love this movie, and I don't care. But it is Tropic Thunder. Uh, it's my number this, one. This is so good. Well, then I'm going to let you go ahead and talk. No, about no, it no, no. Go ahead, go ahead. Just it is. Adam. Well, I mean, it's Ben Stiller's, you know, sort of mockumentary, uh, uh, sort of of making an action movie and what goes into it. And they have so many tropes that he does in here. Uh, probably the the biggest offense is his. <laughs> he's known for his Simple character, Jack. Simple Jack. Yeah. You never and go they full have tard. a whole discussion of being full retard, which yes, it is offensive, but it's also sort of funny because it makes fun of how the Academy really does tend to honor you know people and, and, playing you know. Robert Johnny uh, Jr. gives examples of films, and it's like true of the examples he's given about, you know, <laughs> I am then, Sam, Sean Penn. Well, the whole thing too is is in and Robert Downey Jr. I saw an interview with him because it, the whole the whole blackface situation where he gets the pigment changed is the Australian actor to play Oh Sirius Jones in the movie. Uh, but he he said that yeah, that was offensive, but Ben's Ben Stiller's character was more offensive. So simple Jack took the heat off of him because it was like so it right. ended up being like a, a good thing that Simple Jack was in the movie. I mean, think about the Simple Jack character. Ah, ma, 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 you know, that's a terrible <laughs> kind of uh thing. But uh they have that in there. They got they, they have well, then they have uh they have Tom Cruise. Yes. Playing Harvey Weinstein. I mean, yeah, he basically no. he modeled his character off that. Uh, they have, you know, like every type of phobia. You have okay, you have racism, you have homophobia, you have fat phobia in it, you know, you have the portrayal of uh of you know these villagers that are just like right out of you know 
some type of 1970s Vietnam movie kind of thing, you know, in it. And, uh, but yet it still works. I mean, it's still funny. I think that, that he's waiting for the sequel folks, even the little parts with, with Danny McBride, you know, blowing up the thing. Yeah. But I think that people, people that look to get offended and we need to talk about that. Right. You know, people that are looking to get offended will get offended by this movie, but I don't think that that was its intentions. And they were like, well, it doesn't matter if it's intended, if it offends me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Just because you're offended by it does not take away what the intent of the movie was about. And I do not think that this movie was intended to be offensive. No, it it's a parody of like, make, like you said, the, the, the Hollywood extreme. Yeah. And the, everybody wanted to do because he, he still wrote it after Platoon because he tried out for yeah. Platoon. So he said, everybody in these war movies, you know, were you know, tried out for these things. They were in these kind of sessions and they, they know uh you know this this is what went on so he kind of took that experience too so i mean the, the whole movie the the and the funny thing is they tried a couple years ago to bring the robert downey jr thing up and then once people actually researched the movie they were kind of shut down because mm-hmm. it was it was a kind of a parody of how far actors will go to get an academy award how far they'll go to think they're they're, they're the best actor of all time and you know so it was i think once people read the movie and found out about the movie I think a lot of that was shut down, you know, because they came after a lot of people for blackface. You know, Jimmy Fallon did the skit, you know, where he was Chris Rock and they came after him big time. So I think once people read the actual synopsis of the film, they were shut down. So but it it won't be made again. But it is it is a great movie. Super rewatchable, too. Oh, very much so. Well, it makes it in. Makes it in our canister. George, what's your number three? My number three best picture Academy Award nomination from 1982 uh, second highest box office earner. This is Tootsie Dustin Hoffman. I love me some Dustin Hoffman, but he plays the straight white male, Michael Dorsey, uh, who dresses and drag, uh, to audition for a soap opera part as a woman named Dorothy Michaels. Okay. So kind of the Dorothy Dorsey, Michael get how he did that. Uh, but, uh, What's crazy is he does this because he believes the character believes that there are more opportunities for women, uh, in 1982 than those for men. Um, but, um, it's not as blatant, uh, offensive, but I don't think you could make a movie now depicting a a female, um, and, and just kind of that culture, uh, that, that they were doing back in 82. And what's funny is I don't think that ladies had it made in 82 what, you know, the whole premise of this thing, uh, doesn't work, uh, for me, but, uh, big movie, uh, Sydney Pollock directed, uh, Larry Gilbert from mash fame wrote it. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big movie. And the, the funny part is too the, uh, the, uh, comments on the looks of Dorothy Michaels, like, you know, that one scene, I want to make her look better. <laughs> pull back a little bit. How far should you pull back? <laughs> How about Cleveland? Yeah, it's yeah. just like this whole kind of demeaning of this woman who doesn't look like the Gloria, you know, the glamorous woman. That's why Hoffman has to put on the strong woman and inspires a lot of women through it. So if, if you watch it, the best scene in the thing is the reveal that he, that he is a male actor uh, being Dorothy and he goes through this whole, like this five minute, um, just exhortation of, you know, this and this, and this character did this and this and this. And, uh, and then Bill Murray is sitting there watching it at home and it's like, I love this show, but, uh, 
But Tootsie 1982 is my number three. All right, my number three. I hate to mention it because it's one of my favorite films growing up, but and it probably shouldn't be remade. They tried to do a sequel, a TV sequel. It didn't work. I'm talking about 1979's The Jerk, directed by Carl Reiner and starring Steve Martin as a adopted the white adoptive son of a black sharecropper in mississippi so the movie starts off i was born a poor black child so uh, (laughs) even steve martin recommented about the movie looking back he said you know if there was any kind of he said everybody retracted respected everybody on the set and they had you know there was no kind of like you know oh you're putting down black people or poor situations but the movie, I think, with that today, even I was watching with my daughter, and she's like, what is this? You know, that <laughs> there's this question like, you know, you know, the sensitivity was we, we grew up a hard, <laughs> hard, hard middle school life. So we just have, <laughs> have this kind of. Uh, but that, that was actually in his um, his stand up stuff that transferred over from his stand up. He would the, say that that one line. Yeah, that but, line. Uh, yeah. And we know there's there's so many things in the movie that you know are offensive. You know the the whole circus uh, patty scene with the you know him being taught sex for the first time. But I think the general premise of it, I don't think people sensitive people today, PC people, wouldn't understand. So uh, again, journal, what is his disability, more, Jim? More what is his disability? That, more people see that than the phone book. <laughs> yeah. Well, he can't. He can't get the rhythm right until he, he hears has that. No rhythm. He, he, like until, white people until he have no that, rhythm. <laughs> until he hears that champagne song. Bum, ba-dum, bum, this means something. <laughs> Best line in the movie that Steve Martin said uh, failed at the uh, premiere. Uh, which was my favorite line. My favorite line of the movie too is what he's yes. like, and he's like St. Louis. No, Nathan Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't doesn't he say something about uh, uh, Jackie Mason? Like when he's writing a letter, doesn't he say something like he's a really nice Jew or something? He oh, yes, says, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> "Hey, you want to be the you want to be the president of Texaco Oil." <laughs> what? <laughs> so he hates things. these cans. So many um, uh, you know, but, I, but it, it, on the positive side, it doesn't need a remake. I think for us of a certain generation, we can appreciate that. Maybe the humor is lost on other people. But go I think, go check out our uh Steve Martin episode. Yes, it it definitely we talk about it at length in there. So good, so All good. Right. So let's go ahead and move on now to our uh, intermission today which Caitlin presents sound of a busy, let's see, I'm impaired here. I can't see. I'm guessing busy mall, unless there's another word in there. Oh yeah. Busy mall. Okay. sound from the mall because as we all know malls are dead and no one's there wow <laughs> so. wow sad commentary on the malls Anyways, what, were you, what were you doing with your mic joseph what was that about oh i'm just like looking i'm looking at the settings on my mic making sure i'm coming clear 
Sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, jazz legends. Number three for you, Joseph. Super excited. One of my favorite could talk about them all the time. Django Reinhardt. Okay. George, what is your number three? So my number three is bird. Charlie Park Parker. All right. And my Ooh, number three is miles Davis. Mr. Cool oh, himself. That's my number one. Okay. There we go. Miles Davis is in. All right, so let's move on now to the number two movie that could not be made today, Joseph. Okay, this is a movie. I'm going to describe it to you if you can get it. It's uh, blatantly racist. Uh, it has uh, a date rape scene in it. Oh, this is my number two as well. I already know what it is. Uh, this is this uh, has basically uh, slut shaming in it, uh, and it also makes fun of handicapped people. Uh, so it's a beloved movie of the eighties that we all grew up loving. And I'm talking about 16 candles. My number two. Yes. 1984. Hmm. That's right. It has all those wonderful things in there. And yet when you talk to people of our age about 16 candles, no one really remembers that part. It's like, Oh yeah. Remember how there's a passed out girl. Oh yeah. And he throws them into the car and yeah, says, Jake. Jake. Yeah, Jake yeah. says we can do whatever you want with them. Uh, it's just, it's just such a creepy kind of notion now. But at the time, we thought it was the funniest and best thing in the world. We were like, yes, we all wanted to live in that John Hughes world where stuff like that could happen. Could not happen today. You could not film something like that. Is today. the date rape more offensive than Long Duck Dong? Or <laughs> boy, I know. Boy, I mean, Asian the Americans gong? always point out a Long Duck Dong as well, yeah. like one of the the most like yeah. offensive portrayals of Asian Americans. Yeah. You a know? Japanese exchange student, so offensive on so many levels. Uh, uh. Yeah, this is my number two. <laughs> wow. So, George, anything else to add besides all those great points that Joseph's picked out? <laughs> I just, you know, I will say, and I'm not trying to say I'm enlightened by any stretch. I think we all know that's not the truth. But when this movie came out, I found it a little cringeworthy back then. Um, I really did. And uh, it remains even more so uh, today, all these years later. So, all right. All right, my number two is a movie considered a masterpiece in the 80s. In, um, I mean, beautiful cinematography, uh, great use of a Gershwin score in black and white. 1979's Manhattan was considered even better than Annie Hall, but the movie yep. has a lot, a lot, a lot of problems and did not age very well. The main problem is that nobody in this movie seems to have a problem with Woody Allen, who's in his 30, late 30s, 40s. He's in dating, his 40s. Dating a 17-year-old girl. They just act like, oh, how's, yep. your, how's your girlfriend? I mean, it, 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 no one, <laughs> nobody speaks up like, hey, you know, why don't you date somebody your own age or this is against the law? There's nothing. There's just It's just accepted. Even there's lengthy scenes where he's with Mariel Hemingway, like, you know, walking around stores and talking and trying to educate her. It's just kind of a, it looks like a grooming thing now, uh, which is That's just, exactly what yeah. it is. So it's just, like I said, a movie that I think our friend 
uh, Matt George, he thought it was the greatest Woody Allen movie ever. But if you look back now, it has not aged well. Well, and they, they barely show it. I know Turner Classic Movie shows it because of the cinematography and some. Diane Keaton is good when he finally gets with Diane Keaton. The movie, re, you know, redeems itself. But the whole, the whole Mariel Hemingway, you can't just get over that. At the time, though, Matt was dating somebody. I think he was twenty four and dating somebody that was not eighteen. So, oh, maybe maybe that gave we him. We probably license. shouldn't have put that out there. <laughs> Well, <laughs> sorry, Matt, but, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so gave him license, but yeah, great movie, but it is hard to get over that. Uh, it is yeah. hard to get over that one point, you know, it I mean, doesn't, I'm, I'm, this is an honorable mention for me, Jim. And I put on there a little note to myself grooming yeah <laughs> that's all i put on there yeah grooming. yeah it, it, it is kind of crazy you have this whole kind of uh supposed to be a tucking at your heart scene when she has to leave to go with her class overseas for a some sort of like you know Real education trip. overseas and, the, <laughs> and then he's like you know why are you leaving me he's like you're 40 <laughs> let yeah, her have I mean, her life you know well, it's like there's, you know uh brandon you know the current climate you know everyone hates woody allen and okay i get it and all that but uh, like, let me let me ask you why do they hate woody allen why do they hate him? What, what is what is one of the main reasons they hate him, Joseph? Well, that he like hooked up with his stepdaughter or adopted daughter. Yeah, under you know, underage, supposedly. Underage at and the all time. That. Yeah. But like the well. signs were there the whole time. Because if you think about it, like he does all all of his movies, his greatest movie, yes. Annie Hall, all Pygmalion. Where it's like, oh, he needs to find an ingenue, you know, uh, an innocent, you know, that he can educate and all that. And all of a sudden gets upset whenever, you know, she turns into a monster or whatever. With this, with this one right here, it's just like so obvious because of the age difference. But there's so many comments he makes in other movies whenever he talks about uh, uh, played against Sam. Yeah. Uh, and he, he, he calls his friend and his friend's like... You're interrupting me. I had twins, two 17 year old twins. And yeah. this guy's like in his mid thirties or whatever. Whenever yeah. you're talking about uh, love and death, yeah. he, they yeah. ask the rabbi, what's the secret to happiness? He's he's like 12 year old girls. Yeah. I mean, there's I, I thought so he says many, like two teenage girls or two of them or whatever. He's like, yeah, yeah, preferably 12 though. He says 12. God, and I'm dang. just like, yeah. Oh my God. So yeah. it's like rampant through his movies. It's just like, no one really picked it up. Yeah. I'm like, oh, so, yeah, yeah, there may be something here. <laughs> All right. So let's yep. move on now to the number two jazz legend for you, Joseph. Uh, it's got to go in here. Duke Ellington. Okay. George. Yeah, that, that one's a great one, Joseph. Uh, John Coltrane. <laughs> okay. Oh, I like my, that one. My, my number two, John Hancock. It's Herbie Hancock. Yeah, so Herbie <laughs> Hancock is my number two. So who played right. with Miles Davis? Yes, he's played with everybody. Uh number one now, movie not made today. I'm done with Tropic Thunder. Joseph, what's your number one? It's the one that everyone points at because everyone says, Oh, that can never be made today, while at the same time saying it's one of the best comedies ever made to date. Blazing Saddles, my number 1974. one, seventy four. Yeah, this, this is an honorable mention for me too. So yeah, I think I think well, and at the time that was made, was there controversy to it to a certain degree? But it almost had the Archie Bunker effect. Yeah, of that he was making fun of racism, and those who got it got the comedy of it, 
But then there were sort of that, and what I mean by the Archie Bunker effect is the fact that there are people that liked the movie because they agreed with the racist sentiment. Uh, they didn't see they didn't see it as being spoof. Nonetheless, this is you know Gene Wilder, fantastic, you know, uh, in this, and uh, it just really works out well. And people talk about it all the time. They're just like that'd be impossible. Mel Mel Brooks yeah. has said, "No way would they the studios let me make it now." Yeah. And it has homophobia like, in there and all that. That was like a last minute replacement because he really he was going to get Gig Young, who was actors been in tons of movies and who really was a drunk. So he kind of based the character on him. And then when Gig Young couldn't do it, Gene Wilder. But I can't see the movie with Gig Young because he's more yeah. of a of a kind of a, like an old old kind of cowboy thing. And Gene Wilder just had that charm. So yeah. <laughs> So yep. many, like you said, so many of the racist is there's gay. I mean, even, you know, even before everything before like history of the world, <laughs> you know, which is right. an honorable mention for me, you know, yep. the, just the me slurs too. and all this stuff in there. <laughs> yep. They, uh, cleave on little in it. that. This is my number one. It actually has a white character saying the word that you should never say, uh, to a black man in, in here. Um, but uh, did we want to talk about the plot or? or do well, we... I mean, it was co-written by Richard Pryor, and they wouldn't. Richard let him, Pryor, yeah, they yeah. wouldn't let him actually be. He was supposed to be the Cleveland little part, but he, they didn't think he was a big enough star at the time, too. Yeah, you know. So, but uh, basically, what it is, you have a corrupt politician who wants to ruin this western town, so he appoints a black sheriff, uh, Cleveland Little, uh, and. But, you know, this guy's no dummy. Uh, he's really, really pretty smart. I think my favorite scene is when he holds the gun to himself, the finger guns to to himself. And, <laughs> you know, it's like, whoa, he'll do it. He's crazy. That's you know? right. But, uh, but I think my favorite part is, I have to say, is whenever they're saying the line of like, they're waiting, they're anticipating the new sheriff to come in town. Yeah, and yeah. They, they have a telescope the, that they're looking at, and they the see bell, the ring. You know, the, yeah, he's, and the bell starts ringing. It's like the sheriff's a dong dong. He says, "What? The sheriff's a dong dong." I think that was that was incredibly funny. The timing of it's great. Uh, the sentiment of it, you totally get. Of like yeah. he's going in this town. And and it is filled with, you know, this racist intent or whatever. And he's clever. You know, he's more clever. Uh, it's not to say that he can't be made fun of himself, but he's not being made fun of uh, yeah. in a racist way, you know. Uh, so yeah, I that, that's why it had to be my number one. And just the parody too. I mean, they have the uh, Madeline Kahn character, the parody of <laughs> I forget the, the uh, German actress, you know, with that with that her song, and then you have uh, the uh, Harvey Harvey Corman, Harvey, yeah, the Corman. start of the playoff <laughs> names. You know, you count the money in history of the world. This, of course, was Hedley Lamar. You know? <laughs> 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 <Which is> another <laughs> another great one. So okay, great. So uh, Blazing Saddles is in. Uh, let's go now to our number one jazz legend, Joseph. You know, I, I can't say enough about this guy, you know, but I've already mentioned him. Louis Armstrong. Okay. Satchmo. George. Number Miles one. Davis. Miles Davis. My number one, the original Mr. Cheeks, Dizzy Gillespie. So there you nice. go. Nice. All right. So now 
I do have a couple honorable mentions of movies not made today. Blazing Saddles was on there. Revenge of the Nerds was on there. I also want to mention 1982's The Toy, which is a remake of a French Whoa. film where Richard Pryor is uh, amuses a rich, rich kid, uh, you know, Jackie Gleason's kid. So he ends up, you know, wanting to buy him to be his personal toy to entertain him. Uh, there's so many things wrong with this movie. Uh, I do like the chemistry with Jackie Gleason and uh, Richard Pryor, but it, it, there's a reason why it doesn't play on TV anymore, and there's a reason US. why you don't see it anymore. Yeah, U.S. <laughs> U.S. is U.S. Well, uh, it was uh, the last name was Bates. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a, had a couple of Master Bates. And my uh, most recent one is from, I believe, it is from 2017. It is the horror thriller Mother, where it's an allegory where Jennifer Lawrence is supposed to be mother earth and everybody's abusing it, but it just seems like you're abusing Jennifer Lawrence for two hours straight, even to <laughs> at the very end, eating her baby, uh, which is the <laughs> most bizarre. Have you seen mother George? <laughs> no, but I've heard oh, about it. Oh my uh, God. It is the most bizarre. Have you seen it, Joseph? No, <laughs> It is I've the heard most a lot bizarre of movie you've ever seen yeah. in your life. You think it's this kind of really low-key psychological thriller. And then you have this kind of scene where people start coming in the house and just, you know, as he's trying to say that everybody's like just completely, you know, uh, not, uh, you know, the environment. And it, But the whole end of it where it just, it just turns into this crazy hell where her baby is snatched and they just start eating baby. It, it is the strangest film ever. It could be made again. It shouldn't be made again. It shouldn't have been made the first time, though. It you know? is. You guys got to watch it, though. You have to watch it at least once. It, <laughs> it is. Like you said, the first hour, you think, is this a psychological thriller? And it just goes completely off to another direction that you've never seen in any other movie. Before. Well, now I'm looking forward to it. Yes. Watch it on <laughs> the big we'll, screen. We'll have a watch party. <laughs> That's right. The crew watches Mother. I have a couple. I have a couple too. Are you Go done ahead. with yours? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, so I, I put these in like where they offend. So for racism, I have white chicks, the jerk, the toy, <laughs> and Soul Man. For homophobia, I have I now pronounce you Chuck and Larry. Oh yeah. For fat phobia, shallow howl. Uh, for grooming, Manhattan Jim. Uh, for transphobic. Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, and Silence of the Lambs. And for rape, homophobic, and racism, Revenge of the Nerds. So there oh, you go. Nice, <laughs> I agreed nice. with you guys on a lot of them. <laughs> uh, so my honorable mention, th this one might be a little controversial here, boys. Grease. The, no. end, of, the end of Grease, where uh, the the main female character basically, you know, they they kind of make it this female empowerment and everything but she changes to suit what this male character uh wants um again that was one of those back in it was that 1978 i was like well i i like her uh, olivia newton john in the the black pants uh on a different level it was kind of weird that I didn't see the character changing to that, that they own, that they earned that ending, but, uh, you know, but police, what about Greece too? He changed for her. Uh, <laughs> we don't talk about Greece too. I know Jim, Jim he, he, he was a cool writer. He yeah. was a cool writer. Thank you. He was a cool, cool writer. 
Police Academy, uh, 1984's Police Academy. There's a lot of a lot of uh, crazy stuff in there. And then finally, uh, me, myself, and Irene, Jim yes. Carrey, in in 2000, uh, he is supposed supposedly uh, mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, and uh, just uh, so many moments in that uh, just doesn't doesn't hold up and you and you kind of when it came out and i was watching it it's like i get that this <laughs> is supposed to be funny but uh some kind of cringy moments there as well yeah but you, you know you gotta love uh police academy for michael winslow watch just watch yeah. the, just watch very, those scenes on talented. youtube <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so stupid all right so we got uh we're gonna go here we're gonna go to uh unmakeable well, movies top five or well, you know? well i have i have some honorable mentions for jazz oh uh, you do? such a great topic yeah okay you uh, should really elaborate i you know john coltrane charlie parker dizzy gillespie miles davis billy holiday uh thelonious monk herbie hancock nat king cole count basie benny goodman you're supposed Sonny to pick Rollins, five. and charlie <laughs> christian all so, right it's a little too much honorable mention you just took like the whole everybody yeah. Uh, no, the, there's so many more I could have mentioned. Oh, like so who? many more, but I don't, you know, we, we're, we're on time. Like you. Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe Tom will put that him in the guy. show notes. <laughs> that guy. Uh, Kenny G. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Michael right, so, Bolton. So, uh, <laughs> so are we doing uh, jazz greats first? Uh, do you yeah, we can. That? We can. Okay. So here's where we match Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, and Miles Davis. What we have to choose from Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, Charles Mingus, Lionel Hampton, Dave Brubeck, uh, Django Reinhardt, Duke Ellington, Herbie Hancock, and the great Dizzy Gillespie. I would be happy with any of those. Yeah. Those are, those so are all good. Yeah. This I is can a talk really, about them forever. Really strong, I know. Back, that, that take five song. <laughs> I mean, a lot of them have great songs too. Everybody's got a great song, so I can't really say that. But you know, Herbie Hancock, you know, from doing jazz and then rocket, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'm playing Herbie Hancock. I'm fine with Herbie Hancock. Her, Herbie jazz Hancock. Her, Herbie Hancock gave us ch- uh, chameleon. Bow down, down, bow, bow. Bow, 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 bow. so that's kind of funk jazz so i could okay. i could do i yeah, could let's do herbie hancock yeah, okay all and right herbie you, whoever else whoever else you want that's uh, as long as herbie hancock is in i'm good i'm good uh, with it, any of these guys i mean really how, let's, how do, can let's do Django. oh uh, okay that's we, great we, uh so he's a guitarist our, right that makes it yeah guitarist, guitarist so and we got, the only non-american on the list he's mm. our He's so, our one and only European entry. So we've got two horn players, but Louis plays different than Miles. And he uh, sings, yeah. I mean, and he sings and had that whole kind of thing. Uh, so that that's a good list. We got female singer Ella Fitzgerald, Louis Armstrong, the great Miles Davis, who reinvented jazz multiple times. He really did, Gil. Uh, Django Reinhardt and Herbie Hancock. So. Moving wow. to movies unmakeable today, the three that we match on Tropic Thunder, 16 Candles, Blazing Saddles, what we have to choose from Manhattan, The Jerk, Bruno, Song of the South. Go ahead. Zip, buddy, do, da, zip, buddy, day. Myra Breckenridge, 
Gone with the Wind, Tootsie, Airplane, Revenge of the Nerds. Revenge of the Nerds, I knew was it's it's out of my honorable mention. It is pretty. Uh, is that low hanging fruit? Is that too easy for the future? I mean, you do. I mean, it's it's. I mean, we we enjoyed it as kids, but you look at it now, just <laughs> this everything. That I, goes I want the future to know about Song of the South. I gotta okay. say. Okay. <laughs> wow. they need to just know. go to a sci-fi convention folks and wow. they need go to, to know room song H. of the south yeah i think All alabama right. didn't alabama have a song called song of the south song 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 of the south sweet oh, potato pie know. let me hit my mouth it's like oh, geez. i know i'm amazed that you that's know not that, re- Jim. <laughs> that's not really racist but i think that should be banned as well whatever that <laughs> um i'm gonna cast a vote for manhattan just because of i would agree what's well, yeah. on my honorable mention yeah. it is it is cringy it is truly cringy to see Here's, this 40 year old see a man. movie go a movie be so revered and then just all of a sudden just oh you yeah know, you know because i think looking i think at you matthew stevens i think they, they tried to make airplane with soul plane you know and it just didn't work i think airplane is just a classic its own it does have offensive stuff in it but i think if you got some clever writers they could probably do some good jokes and, and remake like, it and that's sort of how I feel about the others, you know, like the jerk. Uh, I don't think it w- had that racist sentiment to it. You know, like I said, I think the jerk is for people that are looking to be offended. They will find stuff to be offended about. Uh, Bruno, that's the whole intent. <laughs> that he is intends the to offend, opposite. Yeah. You know, uh, the, the Breckenridge one is just yeah. so bizarre. It is so bizarre out there. Uh, Gone with the wind. is just, it's just a, time thing you know uh tootsie like i said i think i i think that that's good so yeah i think what we have here is really good i think what we have is i really should have put mother on there that's your assignment you guys need to watch mother and report back we're gonna watch a, a <laughs> double feature myra breckenridge and, and mother mother wow <laughs> jim strange film review <laughs> oh by the way myra breckenridge is the final film of may west Oh, so good. good. And Killed Tom, West. Tom, Tom wow. Selleck, she's a, she's a, uh, madam and Tom Selleck plays one of her studs. So I could see that. <laughs> I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Manhattan Tropic Thunder song of the South makes it to the future folks, blazing saddles and 16 candles, 16 candles. Joseph, do you want to do the impersonation again, or are we? No. Okay, <laughs> that's what on him. Impersonation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. What? Is there any kind of thank you this show, or or uh, I'm sorry. I do. Yeah. Oh, we I we got, already we already finished the show. No, oh wow. Yeah, Colin from Kelly Shore, uh, and he's talking about our worst superheroes. So, welcome to a new segment of We're Sorry We Suck. I did not agree uh, with that and title. So I Kelly Shore writes agree. in, he's like, guys, I really liked your episode on superhero movies that sucked. He goes, but where's your love? And he puts in parentheses, hate for the 1984 classic Supergirl. Uh, he says that this was a terrible, terrible spinoff of the Superman franchise uh, where you had Helen Slater being Kara Zarel, <laughs> which was supposedly like his his cousin or whatever, and she lives in this city on Earth that's in a lake underwater. He goes, there's so many terrible things about that that they literally had to 
go to Mark McClure to have his Jimmy Olsen role somehow redeem this movie. It was a terrible, mm-hmm. terrible movie. It should have been on your list. Well, you wow. know what? You're right. I remember watching it uh, as a kid. I never saw it. On Great cast, Channel. though. I mean, Peter O'Toole and Faye Dunaway. Yeah, in- Faye Dunaway was like playing like Escape from Witch Mountain, though. She was like this witch person <laughs> or something. It was weird. Uh, and and you know what, Kelly? You're right. This is, the, this is one of those things that uh, it was a terrible movie. I think it was just them doing a money grab here. So, uh yeah, we're sorry. We suck. I don't think that's right because I think we put we put the worst Superman movie on there, what, which what is the Quest we, for Peace. What would yeah. we take out in place of? Yeah, the Quest for Peace. That's that's that represents the series. That's, that's yeah, I get it. You know, no, I think our list was good. I just think we should have mentioned it. We should have been a contender. I think that's why he's saying it could have been a contender. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, there you go. Can't be so easily offended, guys. Come on now. Constructive <laughs> criticism. <laughs> all right. Go to crispycoderobots.com for all our information, all of our back shows, all the albums we reviewed. And, uh, you know, merchandise is still there, too. And then if you want to uh, sign up to watch Mother on a special uh, Mother <laughs> feed on Zoom with George and, and Joseph, you get the reaction to the end of Mother. Uh, you can, you know, send us an email so you want to make that happen also. Crispy cover robots at gmail.com. So babies. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Bizarre. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, that ends it up. Work, guys. Let's shoot this thing up and we'll go ahead and get the shovels out. Woo. There yeah. we go. Oh no, I want that one. Give me that one. Okay. This one's sticky. I don't I don't know what this line is. Okay. Sticky. I don't know what's going on over there. Hey guys, I, I I can help out on this one, you know. We need a little bit of music to play it, so Oh yeah, let's listen to let's listen to, let's listen to Clocks uh Clocks of the World or whatever it's called. Uh, George's piece <laughs> on the way out. Clocks uh Let's try sing a song oh, on the way yeah. out. Here we go. Yeah. This works. This All works. right, you had some jazz. Here's some jazz. This has been the crispy coated robots. Now they all know why it's an instrument. The crispy coated robot show. We thank you so much for listening. But now we gotta go. All right, that's enough of that. Remember, there's always tomorrow. Remember, is that Bring the music back. What a racist movie this is. Bring the music back. But there's always tomorrow. Oh, is there? I think Mike McDonald needs to join us on this end. I keep forgetting you're not in love anymore. Love your love!